In this episode, I'm answering a question from Samantha. Samantha asks, okay, Sabrina, I'm ready to give up dieting for good, but how do I know what to eat if I'm not following a diet or following a meal plan? Samantha, thanks for submitting your question. To those of you who are listening to this, you can submit your questions by emailing me. There's a link in the show notes. If you don't want me to use your real name, let me know. Confidentiality is important to me, and I'll change your name. So many of us have been on a diet or using meal plans to tell us what to eat. And sometimes that can make life more simple. No thinking about what groceries to buy or what meals to make and when. It's all done for you. We've also been taught this is how we manage our weight and be healthy. So it's natural you might be afraid of not following a diet or a meal plan. But this approach doesn't allow for any input from your body. And how does someone else know what you should or shouldn't be eating? Not to mention what your food preferences are. Going back to the ease of meal plans, if nothing against making your own menu. In fact, I highly recommend it. Having an idea of what to eat throughout the week is really helpful. And if you do some prepping or batch cooking, it can really save some time on those busier days. I have a feeling we'll talk about this more in later episodes. I've talked before about intuitive eating, and today we're diving deeper into what this is and how you can embrace it. Future episodes will focus on each of the 10 principles of intuitive eating more in depth. Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch are the co-authors of Intuitive Eating, Make Peace with Food, Free Yourself from Chronic Dieting, and Rediscover the Pleasures of Eating. I was first introduced to this book in 2017, and I finally made it a priority to read it cover to cover in 2019. Two years! Two years I sat on this knowledge and sort of dabbled in it, but not fully embracing it. If this sounds like you, sitting with the knowledge but not diving in fully in regards to anything on this podcast, no, this is okay. In fact, it's normal. Oftentimes when we're presented with information that is so drastically different than our current beliefs and thought patterns, it creates cognitive dissonance. For those of you not in the therapy or coaching world, cognitive dissonance is when we have inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, which creates feelings of unease and tension. Basically, it's the mental conflict that occurs when our beliefs and actions don't align or when we hold two different beliefs that contradict each other. When I first started ditching diet culture, I had a lot of cognitive dissonance. I wanted something different. I wanted a way to be happy and healthy without all the restrictions. But anytime I was presented with a way to do that, my brain made excuses as to why it wouldn't work or why it was too good to be true. So I dismissed the information and keep looking. This cognitive dissonance and the struggles I had with accepting new information is one of the main reasons I began working in the man-diet counseling and coaching space. I wanted to help others to manage this more efficiently and effectively. Having a counselor or a coach, a guide, like Yoda, who has been through what you're going through, is the ticket to quicker and longer-lasting results. Sure, you could pick up the intuitive eating book and workbook and do this journey on your own. What happens when you experience this cognitive dissonance? Who are you going to talk to about it? Who's going to guide you through this? Who's going to be your cheerleader when things get hard and sticky? That's where having a guide or a fairy godmother comes in real handy. I finally worked through the cognitive dissonance I was experiencing in regards to intuitive eating 
And when I made it through the book cover to cover, I realized I had been doing most of the principles already. And if I had just read the book or worked with a coach on this, I would have been here a lot sooner. Intuitive eating in its most simplest form is learning to listen to your body and honor what it needs. That sounds simple enough, right? Sure. But what have you been doing the last 20, 30, 40 years? Not listening to your body? Ignoring your hunger cues because it wasn't time to eat or you couldn't eat what you really wanted based on whatever diet you were on? Over the years, we've learned that hunger is a bad thing and must be controlled, just like cravings are bad and must be controlled. Intuitive eating takes us back to our roots, back to our bodies, back to when we were one with our body. As a baby, I never thought about what to eat or when to eat. When I was hungry, I cried and trusted that my mom would feed me. And since I made it this far, I'm guessing she fed me pretty regularly. As a young child, I ate when I was hungry, or at least told an adult I was hungry. Watching Anthony, who is now 10, navigate his relationship with food, there are days he eats very little and days where he can't get enough. He doesn't pat himself on the back those days he eats less, nor does he shame himself on the days he eats and eats. When he's hungry, he eats, and when he isn't, he doesn't. So how do we, as adults, get back to this place? Very gently. Because I I don't want this to turn into another diet that must be followed to a T. We get to intuitive eating by being very compassionate with ourselves. Knowing that in order to know what hunger and fullness feel like, we will experience both of these. Which means there are times we will be uncomfortable. Embrace that. Being uncomfortable isn't a bad thing. In fact, we can learn a lot about ourselves when we're uncomfortable. Once you can be gentle and compassionate with yourself and increase your comfort with being uncomfortable, you can follow the 10 principles of intuitive eating. Remember that your journey is yours and yours alone. This means that while there are others on intuitive eating journeys, their journey may look similar or drastically different than yours. I say this because I don't want you to fall into the comparison trap again. Your journey to intuitive eating will take as long as it needs to take. Some principles you may find easy to embrace. Others you may really struggle with. And that's okay. We're all at different stages. Now let's preview the 10 principles. Principle one, reject the diet mentality. Tripoli and Resch say this in their book. Throw out the diet books and magazine articles that offer you the false hope of losing weight quickly, easily, and permanently. Get angry at the lies that have led you to feel as if you were a failure every time a new diet stopped working, and you gained weight back, if not more. If you allow even one small hope to linger that a new and better diet might be lurking around the corner, it will prevent you from being free to rediscover intuitive eating. Principle two, honor your hunger. Keep your body biologically fed with adequate energy and carbohydrates. Otherwise, you can trigger a primal drive to overeat. Once you reach the moment of excessive hunger, all intentions of moderate conscious eating are fleeting and irrelevant. Learning to honor this first biological signal sets the stage for rebuilding trust with yourself and food. Principle three, make peace with food. Call a truce 
stop the food fight. Give yourself unconditional permission to eat. If you can tell yourself that you can't or shouldn't have a particular food, it can lead to intense feelings of deprivation that build into uncontrollable cravings and often binging. When you finally give in to your forbidden foods, eating will be experienced with such intensity, it usually results in last supper eating and overwhelming guilt. Principle four, challenge the food police. Scream a loud no to thoughts in your head that declare you are good for eating under a thousand calories or bad because you ate a piece of chocolate cake. The food police monitor the unreasonable rules that dieting has created. The police station is housed deep in your psyche, and its loudspeaker shouts negative barbs, hopeless phrases, and guilt-provoking indictments. Chasing the food police away is a critical step in returning to intuitive eating. Principle 5. Feel your fullness. Listen for body signals that tell you when you're no longer hungry. Observe the signs that show you're comfortably full. Pause in the middle of a meal or a snack and ask yourself how the food tastes and what your current fullness level is. Principle six, discover the satisfaction factor. The Japanese have the wisdom to keep pleasure as one of their goals of healthy living. In our fury to be thin and healthy, we often overlook one of the most basic gifts of existence, the pleasure and satisfaction that can be found in the eating experience. When you eat what you really want in an environment that is inviting, The pleasure you derive will be a powerful force in helping you feel satisfied and content. By providing this experience for yourself, you will find that it takes much less food to decide if you've had enough. Principle seven, cope with your emotions without using food. Find ways to comfort, nurture, distract, and resolve your emotional issues without using food. Anxiety, loneliness, boredom, and anger are all emotions we all experience throughout life. Each has its own trigger and each has its own appeasement. Food won't fix any of these feelings. It may comfort for the short term, distract from the pain, or even numb you into a food coma, but you won't solve the problem. If anything, eating for emotional hunger will make you feel worse in the long run if you overeat. You'll ultimately have to deal with the source of the emotion as well as the discomfort of overeating. Principle seven, respect your body. Accept your genetic blueprint. Just as a person with a shoe size of eight would not expect realistically to squeeze into a size six, it's equally futile and uncomfortable to have similar expectations about body size. Respect your body so you can feel better about who you are. It's hard to reject the diet mentality if you're unrealistic and overly critical of your body shape. Principle nine, exercise, feel the difference. Forget militant exercise, just get active and feel the difference. Shift your focus to how it feels to move in your body rather than the calorie burning effect of exercise. If you focus on how you feel from working out, such as energized, it can make the difference between rolling out of bed for a brisk morning walk or hitting the snooze button. If when you wake up, your only goal is to lose weight, it's usually not a motivating factor in that moment of time. And last, principle 10, honor your health with gentle nutrition. Make food choices that honor your health and taste buds while making you feel good. 
Remember that you don't have to eat a perfect diet to be healthy. You will not suddenly get a nutrient deficiency or gain weight from one snack, one meal, or one day of eating. It's what you eat consistently over time that matters. Progress, not perfection, is what counts. Those are the 10 principles. Obviously, we could go into much more detail on each one, but for now, you have a good overview of what intuitive eating looks like. Intuitive eating is a major pillar in my work with clients and something that we focus a lot within Healthily Ever After. If you've signed up, I'm looking forward to helping you understand and embrace each of these principles. If you haven't registered yet and are interested in joining this round, send me an email. I may be able to squeeze you in and get you caught up. If you've decided now is not a good time for you to ditch the diet, that's okay. Stay tuned for future episodes that explore each of these 10 principles in more detail. A lot of your journey to embrace intuitive eating will depend on how long you've been dieting and how deeply entrenched you've been in diet culture. Give yourself some compassion, some grace, and some time to work through this process. The more gentle and forgiving you can be, the easier of a time you will have. Know that you won't be perfect at intuitive eating at the start. In fact, let's work to let go of perfectionism with anything. There's no longer a need to be perfect. Intuitive eating is not a set-in-stone meal plan or exercise plan that you can do 100% perfectly. Rather, it's learning to listen to and honor what your body needs, which will change day to day. If you want more help on becoming a recovering perfectionist, check out the show notes for more information because perfectionism can rule our lives and our relationship with food and body. This is a key component of my work with clients. Taking a deeper dive into intuitive eating, there are five stages to this process. And like most things, this process isn't linear. We can go back and forth between stages. Some stages may take you a bit longer than someone else. And some stages you may find very easy to travel through. Please remember to focus on your journey rather than comparing yourself to my journey or someone else who is on this intuitive eating journey. Stage one of intuitive eating is readiness or hitting diet bottom. Most of you listening are probably here or have been here at some point. This is when we learn or realize that attempts to intentionally lose weight have ended in failure. You're tired of valuing the day and yourself depending on what the scale says or how well you adhered to the diet or exercise program you're on. You spend more time than you want thinking about food. This could be planning your next meal, fantasizing about the forbidden foods, feeling hungry, or beating yourself up for eating two cookies. You talk the restrictive food talk, saying things like, gotta work out today to burn off the junk I ate this weekend, or I can't eat that, it'll go straight to my hips. You have likely lost touch with your body. You may not recognize hunger, thirst, or satiety signals. This is due to years and years of dieting, which promotes listening to external cues rather than internal ones. You are likely prone to eat what you think you should eat rather than what you want to eat. When you do allow yourself to eat the foods you love, you often overdo it, as we talked about in episode seven. Your body image is likely negative. You don't like what you see in the mirror or how you feel in your body. You have hit diet bottom and feel stuck, frustrated, and discouraged. 
Fortunately, you will stay in this phase until you decide you've had enough. You're tired of living and eating this way. Previous diet bottoms have left you searching for the next diet, the diet that will solve all your problems. Friend, this time is different because you found me and this podcast. This time, when you hit the diet bottom, you can have hope there is another option. You are ready to begin the journey of intuitive eating. Stage two is all about exploration and discovery. You will likely notice hyperconsciousness as you reacquaint yourself with intuitive signals, hunger, taste preferences, and satiety. Triboli and Rush liken the stage to learning to drive a car. When we first learn to drive, we are hyper-focused on all the things. I learned to drive on a manual transmission, and there were so many things I had to keep in mind as I practiced driving. All the things from where to put the key, the right balance of shifting my feet from the clutch to the gas, to what was going on outside the car that I needed to be aware of. But now that I've been driving for 20 plus years, I don't have to think about any of those things. Well, unless I'm driving a new car. The same is true for intuitive eating. When we first start on this journey, it may seem awkward and uncomfortable, especially if most of our eating was mindless or diet-directed. In this stage, you begin to make peace with food by giving yourself unconditional permission to eat. I get it. This can be very scary. But don't worry. I'm here with you. I've been where you're going, and I can help it seem less scary and maybe even fun. You will experiment with foods, maybe trying new foods or foods you haven't had in a while. You get to figure out what you like and don't like, what tastes good and what doesn't. You may even find that you really don't like some of the foods you've been dreaming about. I find this a lot now. A lot of my once forbidden foods no longer taste as good as I imagined them to be. I've also found that when I eat what I want and like, I need less to feel satisfied, and I don't have the last supper experience of feeling like I need to eat all the food because I can't have it again. In this stage, you will also learn to honor your hunger. Noticing your body signals listening to what your body is saying, and choosing to eat based off that information. You will also learn to differentiate between physical hunger and emotional hunger, and make the choice to eat to cope or engage in another coping strategy. Stage three is crystallization. In this stage, the exploration you've done in stage two crystallizes and begins to feel like solid behavior change. Your thoughts about food are no longer obsessive. You're not hyper-focused on what and how you're eating. Your eating decisions don't require as much thought. You'll become more and more aware of your emotional hunger and how this is different from your physical hunger. You will experience your feelings without the need to comfort or distract with food. The intuitive eater awakens in stage four. You consistently choose what you're hungry for and can stop eating when you're satisfied because you know you can eat more whenever you want or need to. You may notice a shift in the foods you're eating and find satisfying, not because you think you should, but because you feel better. Your food talk and self-talk shifts to more compassionate and positive. You will stop being so angry at your body. You will begin to respect your body and accept there are many different sizes and shapes. The final stage is the treasure pleasure. You trust your body's intuitive abilities. No guilt about your food choices or the quantities. 
you discard unsatisfying eating situations and unappealing foods. You will experience nutrition and movement in a completely different way. You will eat what you want, stop when you're satisfied, and honor your body's needs. Exercise will shift from a punishment, something you have to do, to something that you do because it feels good and you enjoy it. You will feel empowered and protected from outside influences telling what and how much to eat and how your body should look. These principles, stages, and concepts may seem impossible. I get it. I was there too for a long time. Remember, it took me two years to read the book after I purchased it, and then a while to put the principles into practice that I wasn't already. If I can do it, so can you. Let's quickly recap this episode. When ditching diets, it can be very scary, and you may not be sure what to eat. Intuitive eating is the solution. There's lots of foods to experiment with. Find what tastes good to you and how your body feels when you eat all sorts of foods. Also, remember your journey, like you, is unique. No need to compare where you're at to where someone else is. Take it one step at a time and you will get there. I hope this has been helpful and that you continue to receive a lot of value from this podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions for future topics, please see the show notes for my email. Until next time, be well, my friends.